0: Ask Richie Phillips, if he would, we're gifted to have some incredible people with us with Heart for Missions, and Richie Phillips is one of those guys. So, Richie, would you share a little bit about our impact and just talk about the power of missions? Thank you.
1: You know, Matthew 28 gives us some marching orders, I think, as a church, uh, as the Journey Church, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything. You know, that's a challenge for us, is one to go. Now, I know you're sitting here thinking, go? I can't go. I have a job. Well, be thankful you have a job. The average income in the country of Haiti is $800 a year. Now, notice I didn't say month. The average income in Haiti is $800 a year. We are very abnormal people. We aren't normal because the entire world is sort of like Haiti. We are a very blessed nation. We are a very blessed people beyond what we deserve. But I want to tell you, we're, we've got a good mission program here. We support good missions. I can tell you, and I, I know you don't realize it, but in the last month, through the giving of missions, you've helped build 10 homes in Haiti this month. <clears throat> through a mission called IDES. Now let me tell you about these homes. Remember just recently there was an earthquake in Haiti and homes were destroyed, people were killed. You've built 10 homes, you've helped to build 10 homes. Now they're cinder block homes and they're two rooms. Mainly there's a sitting room and a bedroom. And there could be many people in that two rooms. There's no bathroom. There's no kitchen. They cook out on the ground. They use the bathroom outside. But those two rooms are cinder block. Inside of those cinder blocks, they're filling them with concrete. The roofs are tin because they're trying to earthquake-proof earthquake those homes. But through a mission that Journey is giving to, you've helped do that. I don't know that you realize it. But in Kenya, you've helped drill wells in communities. Now, I'm saying communities. They have no clean drinking water. So we drill a well, and the community comes at a certain time during the day when the well is working, when it's operating, and they fill up their jugs of water to take back to their homes because they've had no clean drinking water. You've helped do that through missions here at Journey. Now we can say, oh, that's good. We've done a lot. We've done all we we need to do. There's a verse in James chapter 2 that absolutely terrifies me because I'll paraphrase it. It says, oh, you see your brother and sister in need? They need clothes. They're hungry. They need to be fed. They need medicine. Oh, we wish you well. We hope you find that medicine. We hope you get those clothes. We hope you get fed. That's not what it says. It says go. We got to put our deeds with our faith and we've got to do things. And what I'm saying here and what I want to tell you this morning is we represent several missions here. You're doing work throughout the world. You're doing work in Versailles. You're doing work in the state of Kentucky that we don't you don't know about, but through missions, through helping missions, we are doing, we are going, like the, the Great Commission says. I want to challenge us, We Randy's challenged us, the officers have challenged us, let's get out of debt and let's do more mission work. We still have people that don't have drink uh, clean drinking water. We still have people that are dying because they don't have antibiotics. We can go to get an antibiotic anytime we want one, as long as the doctor will give us a prescription. They can't because they have no medicine. We are abnormal. We are not normal when you think about the world. So I want to challenge us, let's get out from under this debt and let's go, let's give missions, let's work, let's work in Versailles, let's work in Kentucky, let's work throughout the world. And you're saying, Richie, we can't do it all. No, we can't do it all, but we can do better. there's a family dying this morning because they're hungry. There's children that are on the street because they have no home. We can do better, and that's our challenge. Thank you.
0: You know, I love it that guys like Richie are invested deeply in uh, missions that are working all around the world through International Disaster Emergency Services, and we're blessed to have him and his passion with us uh, here at Journey Church, and uh, we're excited about that, and hopefully at some point we can be more engaged with Ives. but the message that came uh, connects to our release because we can do more once we're not paying uh, interest to somebody else, all right? We can give it to the Lord. So that's kind of our our hope and dream. If you want to give, you can do so. Uh, We'll give you a little more direction about the cards uh, a little bit later, but the cards are in front of you. And we are asking that everyone, if you would, take a few moments and jot down what you plan to give for the next 18 months. If you're able to increase, that's great. If you're not, uh, please put down what you can do so that it will give us an idea of how to, how to uh, plan going forward, just some idea of where we're at. So we appreciate that. Uh, our giving can be done in the baskets that are over here. They also can be done online, which many people do. Uh, but however you choose to, uh, that would be great. We appreciate it.
2: Wow. Well, I just want to say thank you to the team. They're doing an amazing job this morning. It's a pleasure to be a part of them. <clears throat> and it's really great to share with you this morning too. Uh, thank you so much for being here. If you're online, we appreciate you being here as well. You know, uh, however we can spend this time with you all, it's a blessing to be here and to be in God's house and press into what He has for us. This morning's going to look a little different. Uh, we're not going to have a full message. We're going to instead kind of capstone what we've been talking about with the release initiative. Uh, we're going to give ourselves a chance to respond. But before we do that, um, something that I've had on my heart is I actually went to this worship conference a couple years back, and I got a book called Holy Roar. Has anyone heard of this book chris tomlin another guy put it out but anyway it is really a fantastic book i would encourage it recommend it to you Um, it talks about six different words in the hebrew language that are used to describe praise and and understanding those words help us understand how god's people so long ago thought of praise and how it can benefit us as well too because oftentimes when we think about worship music we think about what we hear on the radio or on our phone we think about you know some of these these videos but but this can be these times of praise can be something more than just a catchy tune amen they can be a moment where we can press into the truth and reality of our Savior and his love for us so I'm going to take one of those words this morning and um, I'm going to talk about it it's actually uh, the Hebrew word now. Forgive me if I butcher this, but I believe it's Todah is what it says. And we can put up a slide here that, that shows about it. And it's an extension of the hand, thanksgiving, a confession, a sacrifice of praise. Thanksgiving for things not yet received. And a choir of worshipers. This is just such an interesting concept to me you know we normally you don't say thank you until after you've gotten something if you do someone's going to look at you a little bit weird you know right am i the only one you know like if you ask for something and all of a sudden you say thank you for it and they haven't even done it it's almost kind of like quippy isn't it like where is it you haven't brought it yet you know but what this word is telling us is is about a truth that we can trust in the nature and the character of god that we can thank him for things that we've not even yet received. And in that moment, we can allow our praise of him to be a sacrifice. A sacrifice of what we want. A sacrifice of the things that that we wish we had. But a sacrifice that we say, I trust you, God. Even though I don't see the reality, that you're still good. And that you still are gonna do great things in my life. Amen? That's good. That's a good thing to remember. But the truth is, it's just so hard. You know, many of you know I have a son who's nonverbal autistic. And there's nothing more I would want in this world than to hear him talk. But I can still praise God. For his ability to speak. Because even if it doesn't happen in this life, there's one day where his voice will be opened in glory. Amen. Where he's going to have the ability to praise his God with words. I'm so grateful for the miracle that God's done in my body. That I can stand here and be able to do this after some of the things that happened to me this last fall it is a miracle. The reality is, I still don't feel a lot. Sometimes that makes me wobbly. But I can still praise God for the healing that he's going to do in my body, either in this life or the next. Because our God is good, and I can trust him that if there's a delay in the middle— that if there's a difficulty or a bump that we have to get through, that that bump can be used for my good. In fact, it says in Philippians 1, uh, six, it says, let's throw that up here, that I am sure of this. This is Paul speaking to the Philippian church, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. That means that God's working in your life and in my life amidst all the mess amidst all the upheaval, that he is bringing that work to completion, and that we can trust him to do good work in us. We can trust him to go ahead and do what only he can do. You know, in fact, I'm going to skip ahead to Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, because I think it touches on this again in a really cool way. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, all those people who have been right where we are, who've experienced that stuck-in-the-middle feeling, let us lay, down, lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. In those broken times, we are so vulnerable to instead of trusting God, to just trying to appease the pain that we each are experiencing. And that's where sin comes in. But let's lay that aside. Let's trust God instead and, this, and let us run with endurance The race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and is seated at the right hand of God, at the right hand of the throne of God. Excuse me. You know, it's no joke that the author here talks about a race. You know, when you're running a race, you need endurance. And this life requires endurance from us as well. We need to endure the suffering and the pain that's in this life, trusting that God's going to have something greater for us. And believe me, he will. And he's going to use each one of those hurts. He's not going to let any of them go to waste. He's going to make you stronger. He's going to make you better. If you've exercised ever in your life, which I know I'm not a great example of, but if you've done that, you know that it gets easier. And those times that you first start, they're hard. You wake up the next day and you feel like, I'm never going to walk again. You know, it's just, it's difficult. But you know what? You get up and you do it again. And what happens the next day? You're probably still sore. (laughs) But you know what? You get a little bit less sore. You get stronger. And you keep on working at it. And that pain that's in your body gets used to bring about a greater good. It makes you a better person. It makes you a healthier person. It helps you lead a longer life. It helps you be a better example for the people that are around you. God has each of us set in this life with our own struggles, our own things that we're going through. And he wants to use those things to make us a better instrument of his love, of his grace, of his peace. And that's what we've been talking about with this release initiative. We've been talking about things that we need to release to God and allow Him to do. Because He's the one who's the perfecter of our faith. We don't perfect our faith. He's the one who finishes our faith. We don't finish our faith in ourselves. We allow God to do that work. So, we've been talking this past week about different things. We've been talking about moving from doubt to belief, past weeks, excuse me, guilt to forgiveness. We've been talking about moving from a spectator to a participant from a place of anxiety to peace and from fear to courage. Why are these things important for us? They're important because when we allow these things to happen in our lives, when we allow God to have these things like doubt, guilt, fear, you know, lack of uh, engagement with the things that are around us, anxiety, God can then do the work that only he can do and make us a part of his kingdom in a miraculous way. He can see us do things that we couldn't possibly do in and of ourselves. And we want that for you as staff. We want that for ourselves and our families. We want that for us as a church. But it's only going to be achieved for us as a church if we're willing to set aside those things and endure in this race and trust God. So what I'm challenging us to, what I'm challenging myself to, is to stop in the midst of that race when we feel just broken down, when we feel like we can't go any further, when we feel like we're just fatigued past what we can handle, and to praise God for what's going to come. Because we already know that he's working in our life. We already know that he's going to bring that work to completion. We can trust him. We know he's good. So let's praise him in the midst of those places and those struggles. Let's not give way into sin. Let's not allow ourselves to be sidetracked. Let's instead praise God through the pain and trust Him because He's good. Let's give a sacrifice of praise, expecting God to do something amazing. And as we see Him do that thing that's amazing in our lives, we'll begin to see Him do that thing that's amazing in our lives as a church as well, as a congregation. And so what we have... Around the sanctuary, we have up here a couple tables, on the sides a couple tables, and in the back a couple tables. And tonight, we're going to be doing a sky lantern launch, weather permitting. Let's hope there's no rain or anything like that. But, you know, we're going to let these things go. But I want you to just ask yourself in these moments what has God been knocking on your heart about? What has He been asking you to release? What are the things that you're holding on to in your life instead of giving over to him that are keeping you from running your race the way that you need to? There are some markers up by these uh, lanterns, and I want you to come up here, and when you can, and just write on it. There's a little bit of hand sanitizer too. If you feel like you need to use it, you are more than welcome to use it. It's there for you to use. Um, But I want to encourage you to come on up to the sides of the tables, write a name on there, and then head back to your seat and just prayerfully seek God. Because we're not just doing this series to do a cool series that's dynamic and interesting and great, you know, and then get more people to come to church. We're doing this series because we want to be ready as a church for what God's going to do through the release initiative. We want to be in a place where we can take advantage of what He is going to go ahead and, and call us to. We heard Richie talk about it, and we've been talking about it for these past few weeks There is so much that He has in store for us. Let's not miss out on those things. So we're going to have Teresa play. And as she's doing that, I just want to encourage you to prayerfully consider what it is that's on your mind. And then to come on up to one of these tables that's around the sanctuary. Just go to whichever one is closer to you. And just write what God's calling you to do. And then, if you're able to, come on back tonight. And be part of letting these things go. Be part of of giving these things over to God because we get to go ahead and see what he's going to do with us personally and as a church as we continue on in faith watching him do something incredible that only he can do. So let's take this time in prayer and meditation and then let's come forward and to the sides and back and write something on there that God's been laying on our heart. I'm going to pray for us real quickly. God, we just are grateful for your work in our lives. Lord, I pray that as you, as you speak to our hearts now, that you would give us the strength to respond and to live into the truth that you are working something great in our lives. That no matter what we're experiencing or, or struggling against, God, we can we can trust in you, Lord. I know that you are doing an awesome work. So Lord, I pray that you would just give us the faith and strength to commit to you, to, to allow you to work and do what only you can do in our lives, so that we can be the church that only you can make, God. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Good morning.
3: Good morning. As we Thank you. As we begin uh, this release initiative, I've been asked to share uh, what God had laid on my heart um, even last year in 2020. So I want to challenge you, Journey Church, this morning with three words. Obedience, abundance, vision. So obedience, and I said this last week in in the video, obedience. Journey Church, we are called to be obedient to his word. It says in his word, and of course, every time I get up here, I use this scripture because it is so powerful. So let me read it to you because I don't want you to miss the words. It's Malachi 310. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it are you ready for the blessings yes yes thank you jesus amen abundance is the other chat word that i want to challenge you with you know you know who we you know who i'm this is uh, john and i hate debt And that is why God has called us to teach Financial Peace University in this church. Because we want to see the members of this church be released from debt. It is bondage. It is a chain. And we want those chains broken. So are you ready, Journey Church, for abundance when we get rid of this debt? And we will be getting rid of this debt. I believe it and I know it. Are you ready for abundance to reach the lost? Are you ready for abundance through missions to reach beyond our reach? Are you ready for abundance that that comes when Zach and the ministry and the youth is poured out and that is our future that is coming to lead us in this church? Are you ready for that abundance? My third word I want to challenge you with is vision. Listen to this. Proverbs 29:18, where there is no vision, the parish, the people will perish. Well guess what? This church is not going to perish. In 2020, um, you know, we all went through it and I, I had was praying and God said to me, the leadership, the leadership of this church obeyed me and not the world. When everybody else was shutting down, this man, this, these men of our church said, no, we are not going to do what everybody else is doing. We're going to keep the doors open because people are hurting and people need worship and people need to gather. And we did that. And God said, because they were obedient... And I want you to listen, because I don't want to get this wrong. This church will be a refuge for the lost and hurting. This church is and will continue to be a place for family and belonging. So I want to challenge you, Journey Church, as we begin this release initiative, and as you pray... And ask God what you are going to give to get us out of this debt. Are you ready to be obedient? Yes. Amen? Are you ready to receive abundance? Yes. And are you ready to catch God's vision for this church? That this is a place of refuge for the lost and the hurting. Thank you.
0: Amen. I love that God speaks and moves uh, in our body and our church family to encourage and empower all of us. Uh, Guys, we are nearing the end. In fact, we are kind of at the end of the active part of this released initiative, but it will continue for 18 months. So you're going to hear more about it as we go forward. Uh, because we believe that God is uh, helping and uh, m- m- moving us toward those five key initiatives that we shared with you. I'm not going to repeat them again. They're in your booklet, uh, but this is not going away. This is what God is calling us to for the next 18 months. And uh, like we said last week, uh, there, there are connect com- uh, commitment cards in the seats there. We're asking you, I, I think we got them maybe at your home as well. Um, we're asking you to fill one of those out. And I know it's hard. I know there's rocky times. I know all the the reasons not to. Believe me, Lori and I have struggled with this, like everybody else. But we believe firmly that God is going to provide where we have the courage to commit. And I have no doubt about that. So. Uh, we're asking you to do that, and it, it will be helpful. I understand you say, well, I'm going to do what I can. I don't want to commit. It would be helpful to us as a church to have some idea of what you think you might be able to do for the next 18 months. If you say, I can't do any more than what I'm currently doing, just write down what you're currently doing and turn that in, because this is not just about releasing the debt. It's also about uh, continuing our mission going forward with more strategy and more efficiency and uh, and we need you guys behind us. We need to know that all that energy that we've talked about today. So I'm asking you to do that. Just fill out a card and turn it in. If you believe God is going to provide for you and enable you to do more, uh, then we're asking you to do that. Just add it to it. Next Sunday morning, uh, we're going to begin a new series. Uh, for Christmas, our Christmas series. We're going to do the songs, do all the feels and all that stuff, uh, moving us into to, uh, to Christmas. Uh, but we're going to be, uh, our offering is going to be a little different because we're calling this kind of a year end slash first fruits, beginning of the initiative offering. And everything above and beyond that offering, our budget for next week, because we do have our budget needs, everything above that is going to go automatically toward the debt. So we're looking for a big offering. And uh, we've been preparing for that. I hope that you have as well. When you turn in your card, add to that what you think you might be able to give next week uh, in addition, just because we we think it's important to get rid of this. We're, we're working. You know, in your house, when you got something like the snowball, debt, the debt snowball, right? Man, you, you get excited and you move toward it and everything goes toward it. And when that happens, uh, it's going to happen. It is going to happen. And we just need to expect that and work toward it And and I know God's going to bless you. I love obedience, abundance, and vision. Uh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that.